0: I'm in love with the stripper. That's a good intro, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't have to pay for any kind of recording rights for it. So it's a good intro in my book.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to our, what is this, our fifth podcast? Sixth. Oh, actually. sixth. All right. So welcome to From the, the Lower, lower level, level with
1: Rivers and the Dude.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot to unpack. This big, week?
1: Big Bravo week this week. Big Bravo week.
0: Some might say it's like, it was a whole Super Bowl week.
1: Well, I think we actually said that last week leading into this <laughs> yeah. week, as a matter of fact. So the,
0: <laughs> the, the sum might be us. Yeah,
1: I believe the sum was us <laughs> saying that this week was the last of the Super Bowl weeks for us because on Wednesday, we had the... It's almost like a, a solar eclipse, right? You had <laughs> you had one passing and the other passing in the other direction. We had the Jersey Housewives coming into full view, like in mm-hmm. full and in, in full per- perception. Yeah, and then we had Salt Lake City moving out of view. So yes. they were like. Two ships passing in the Solar night. Solar
0: eclipse, yeah.
1: Solar eclipse.
0: Absolutely. Don't and stare at it too long. On Wednesday you might night, blind. if
1: you looked up at, at night, you might have seen the total eclipse of the sun.
0: Yeah. If you're Trump, you don't wear sunglasses nope. while you watch it. You
1: just squint like an asshole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So it was certainly a great week for reality television. Um, I I mean, we've been talking about it all week, all of the things that have happened. Um, super excited to kind of recap it with you all. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta because that shit was great.
1: Right, like, that's what everyone's talking about this week. Like, the beauty of it is it drops Sunday night, so you literally have the whole week to talk about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, some might be talking about it, dreaming about it, flicking a bean to it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was great.
1: And, I mean, the thing is, like, when it, when it comes to... Atlanta, or not any any housewife show. When we get the thi- if we get more than 60 minutes, right? Like if Bravo blesses us with a 70, 75, 80, 85 mm-hmm. minute episode, you know they're bringing the goods.
0: It's true. They were like, we can't pack this shit in just 60 minutes. We've got to give you a little bit extra.
1: And they even hyped it up like that, right? They were like, watch out. Bolo's coming to town. Super-sized episode. Uh (laughs) Which
0: it was. It was.
1: It lived up to the billing.
0: Um, Real quick, before we get into all of that, we have a little bit of champagne. Our tradition to kick off this podcast, so I just wanted to cheers.
1: Going strong, Um, right?
0: Yep. Cheers to Bolo. Ting. Ting. Uh, Sips. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Still tastes like mother's milk.
1: The vuv is kicking.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get right into it. Uh first off, Atlanta.
1: Yeah, we got. We're gonna let just buckle up because we're probably gonna be in Atlanta for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real with with the episode that they just dropped on us. Probably the best Atlanta episode in
0: three to four years or I so. I I can't really think of many episodes that top this one ever. Well, the um Sheree wig shifting was a great episode classic. And, and the Who Gonna Check Me Boob
1: Absolutely great classic. episode.
0: Um but this was like I mean it was the gift that kept on giving.
1: In in the modern era of Atlanta, so that by modern era I refer to the seasons Sans Sheree mm-hmm. and Sans Kim. Okay, yeah. So Sheree and Kim marked, like, the early years of Atlanta. Yeah. In this modern era of Atlanta, I don't think you're going to find a better episode.
0: Yeah. The post-Skim era? Yes. Shrim. Sh- scrim, shrimp, <laughs> scrim. I don't know. <laughs> trying to make that happen. Shcrimps? It's not going to happen. No. It's not happening. Don't make scrims happen. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We get into the surprise bachelorette party for 50 cent. Yeah. And uh, like I mean Candy has this whole dungeon um like I don't know what it, would it be like I guess it's menagerie? Yeah. I mean <laughs> it was like it was a dungeon themed party. And for anyone who doesn't know what the dungeon is, Candy did a dungeon tour. Where it was very like burlesque, sexual, candy after dark. Yeah, candy coated, candy coated um, nights. Yeah, very sexual, (laughs) and she went on tour, and she had like a lot of sexiness going on. So she brings this two fifty cents bachelorette party.
1: Now, if you if you want a happily ever after type marriage, my suggestion: do not. I repeat. Do not let Candy plan your bachelorette party. Because if... Well, I mean, I give credit to 50 Cent. Because she kind of... She she ducked her head and she got out of town, essentially. <laughs> like, she went up to her bedroom pretty early that night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the, the amount of debauchery that ensued thanks to this... Um, it was, it was great for television, don't get me wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. If that was my wife's bachelorette party. Oh, you mean like mine? Like you? Uh-huh. I would totally feel some type of way about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm pretty pissed that I didn't have a bachelorette party. Um, now, if my bachelorette party would have been anything like this, I don't know if we would have ever got to the wedding
1: Exactly. So it may be a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah. Perhaps. Um, Or maybe you just wouldn't know about it. (laughs) I know your friends and they're (laughs) loose-lipped. They're loose-lipped? Whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody would have said something. I guarantee it. Somebody would have said something. All
0: right. So this is how it goes down. Candy, she's got outfits for all of the girls. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Mistress Candy. Oh,
0: yeah. Mistress Candy. Mistress
1: Candy. Everyone addressed her as Mistress Candy the entire night, which I, I gave them props. They totally stayed in character. Mm-hmm. Everything was yes, Mistress Candy. No, Mistress Candy. She she had them regimented.
0: All right. Back off. Back off. I'm just saying, give credit where credit's due. So Mistress Candy um, has outfits prepared for all of the girls for this night. So they're all very like seductive, dominatrix-esque. Uh, clothing and so they she has everyone dress up they all meet downstairs but 50 cent is still getting you know like her pajamas on oh talking to her husband to be like yeah so we're just you know getting ready to kind of like chill out (laughs) call it a night little does she know there is a big donged man <laughs> wearing fake Chanel in the backyard in some sort of plexiglass, like see-through cage,
1: like the Pope Mobile.
0: Yes, he's like <laughs> in the Pope Mobile for big dongs. Um, he's got to protect that shit, and so he's waiting in the wing. She has no clue this is happening, so she comes downstairs. Uh, they're like, yeah, you got to get this sexy outfit on.
1: Yeah. And um, to be fair, for for Mike listening at home, Cynthia had no idea what she was getting into. No night. idea. So when she was talking to Mike and saying like, oh, you know, it's probably going to be a pretty chill night, like pretty low key. You she honestly meant
0: it. You know what?
1: What? She
0: was innocent. Innocent? <laughs> You like well, that? Well played. Well Thank played. you. Love a good pun. Love a good pun. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of this podcast. Innocence. Innocence. <laughs> in <a sense. laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she goes upstairs, gets her outfit on, comes back downstairs, and uh, they she gets taken into the backyard where a waiting in his Pope mobile in fake Chanel
1: is. Bolo. Bolo, who we've heard about for weeks. Yeah. Weeks leading up into this. And
0: we've seen Bolo. Bolo was part of the dungeon tour with Andy.
1: Yeah, He was there.
0: Yeah, so this isn't his first, like, trip around the Bravo-verse.
1: But he was never a focal point before. No, he should have been. Let's be real. This was his, uh, emerging role, let's say. Sure. Yeah. Um... This was where... He was the centerpiece of this episode. hmm There's no other way around it. Yeah. He was the main course.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. And they were lining up for seconds. As they should. Whoa. <laughs> so they go out there. He's dancing around in his homemade... Like, grandma made his Chanel costume. <laughs> By the way, I want to know where you get, like, faux Chanel fabric. Because you know you're not buying that shit at, like, Joanne's Fabric Store or, like, Michael's. Like, there's, where do you get fake Chanel fabric to make an stripper outfit?
1: There's There's plenty of places that have that, though. Like, let's be real. There's plenty of places.
0: Okay. Well, I've never <laughs> seen those places. But somehow... Have,
1: I mean, have you ever been... To Chinatown in the city.
0: Yes, a million times.
1: Yes, I know because I've been there with you. Okay. (laughs) And when you've walked around Chinatown, have you seen a wide array of different apparel and bags that may or may not, or mostly may not, be authentic?
0: But is there a market for faux designer fabrics?
1: Yes, there is. (laughs) There's a market for German Scheiser films. There's a market for everything. I learned this years ago. Everything you want. Is there a market for pictures of feet covered in peanut butter? Yes, there's a market for it. There's a market for everything.
0: All right, stop yelling at me. Jeez. So he does this little dance and they have to blur out his dong because it is so big. That they can't even show it through his pants.
1: Because it's down to his knee. Yeah. Let's be real.
0: I mean, that thing needs, like, it needs a license, sir. Like, you should have to have a license to carry that.
1: People in the past have made comments about, like, oh, you know, they call me Tripod. Like, there was a guy in my fraternity, <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> who liked to go by the name Tripod. Was because, that self
0: proclaimed?
1: No. I, Geez, I wish. That was, that was not the boat that I was on. There was another dude who... Who gave him the name <laughs> I don't know where it originated. I'm not going to lie. But they, they did carry the name Tripod for several years. And, you know, it's because he was well-endowed. Now, if Tripod <laughs> had to stand up against Bolo, I think he would have shrieked in horror like he would have been like I, I am in a different weight class let's say <laughs> yeah um so yeah bolo all that was advertised
0: okay all right well um I'm glad that you feel i guess not like slighted by bravo that they were going to say like oh it's going to be a big deal and then you were disappointed like I'm glad that it was met expectations for you
1: well i mean i didn't have expectations but I know that, let's just put it this way, that this episode aired on Sunday and people were still talking Bolo and his presence up until at least... Wednesday, Thursday of the week?
0: Well, it's Saturday and we're still talking about it.
1: Well, we are because we only record on Saturday because that's the only time we have in our week to do this. Oh,
0: so sad. So
1: sad. So busy. What else are we going to do all week? Yeah. Um, Talk
0: about Bolo's penis.
1: (laughs) So we knew this was going to come up for us since last Sunday. But if you paid attention to the Bravo verse and what's been going on on Instagram, they've basically been talking Bolo gate (laughs) since Sunday. (laughs) Talking about different fruits or vegetables that he may or may not have fucked in the past crazy uh, there's alleged YouTube videos or, or actually I, I believe it was on a Twitter it wasn't a YouTube video it was off of his Twitter account um, I wasn't curious enough to follow i didn't I wasn't curious enough to follow it all the way through so I didn't watch said video Thankful for that that would have been a little odd perhaps yeah um, been. <laughs> but yeah you know what I, I just took it for face value.
0: Okay. Well, good. Thank you for giving me the lowdown on that because I wasn't familiar with it all. Um, been a little disconnected this week, but thank you for giving me the recap on um, Bolo <laughs> and all of the talk.
1: Question. Before we go into the rest of the episode, you we were talking about uh, Mistress Candy, getting them all dressed, getting uh-huh. ready for Bolo time. Yeah. Um, Out of the outfits that were laid out for the ladies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whose outfit hit the mark the most for you? Who was the one that you were like, when it comes to bolo time, this person is dressed for the event?
0: It's mm, maybe Kenya. Ooh.
1: Maybe Kenya.
0: Um, it, it may, a toss up between Porsche and Kenya, but probably Kenya.
1: Can I show you this little note here?
0: Yeah. What you write? Kenya, all red, doing her thing That's what you wrote? Bang. Oh, wow.
1: Because <laughs> while we were re-watching the episode, you asked me who had the best outfit for the bolo night. Mm-hmm. So I sat back, I looked at everyone's outfit. Reflected. Reflected, and it was like, who came prepared for this night full force? Mm-hmm. And the two people that came to mind, surprisingly or not, Kenya and Porsche.
0: Whoa! Just like you said. That's crazy. Those were the
1: two in mind. And to be honest, I thought, this might sound weird, but I thought Kenya's had actually more coverage to her. Mm-hmm. There was a little more like see-through parts, but it was still more parts to it than Porsche's. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm about that. Like, I like a little more to the outfit. And a little more to the imagination than like the exposure of everything. And I feel like Porsche's was basically completely exposed, where Kenya's was draped a little more and kind of like, oh, maybe like there's more to unravel Mm. here. And so, you know what? Out of all the outfits, Kenya
0: got my vote. Wow, that's so interesting that we both picked the same outfit.
1: Yeah, and she was the only one in red.
0: Yeah. Wow. All (laughs) right. So you go, uh, Kenya. Loved it. Yeah. Uh Do your thing. Yeah, do your thing, girl. <laughs> um her, her dancing was super sexy too. I mean, she was like rolling around. The girls and... were
1: critiquing a little bit because I believe a couple people mentioned seeing labias.
0: Yeah, um I think they said like they, they could see your cervix or oh, something. Some, something along the <laughs> lines. Something nasty like that. Like see a, your fallopian tubes or something ovaries. from like a
1: ninth grade PE class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> P E.
1: Physical education, like that's where they do oh, sex ed. Oh, you guys ed.
0: did sex ed in P?
1: Yeah, where do, you, where do you do it? Oh, in it math?
0: Was, um, it was in just, so it was in junior high, or no, it was in elementary school. It had
1: nothing to do with physical education? No, wow. it was like
0: in the classroom.
1: Wow, that's weird, yeah. Um, and well, for most of New Jersey, from what I've heard, because we grew up in different states, but in New Jersey, physical education was taking place. The sex ed was mm-hmm. part of physical ed.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So it was all... It was your gym teacher teaching you about boning. Oh, that's essentially. weird. Yeah, cool, that's right? Probably appropriate, too. <laughs> it makes the most sense. Like, if you're going to lay out the the duties of the day, <laughs> it doesn't seem fair to throw that on an algebra teacher to be like, also talk about porking someone in your
0: class. Because <laughs> like, you know algebra teachers don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> all right, let's get back to it. Um, so... Bolo comes into the house. He starts dancing. 50 Cent starts it off with giving him some dollars, which was a drizzle. She wasn't making it rain. She was just making it drizzle.
1: She was the most cost conscientious <laughs> bride to be we have like, ever here's, seen.
0: Here's five ones. Have a nice night.
1: <laughs> Bridezilla, more like bride sloth.
0: <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> Um, I loved watching Portia's face though. Like during all of this, the faces she was making,
1: and and her eyes never detached from Bolo. (laughs) No, they were fascinated, like literally fascinated to tied to Bolo's dong. Like anywhere his his hips went, anywhere they were moving, (laughs) Portia's eyes were fixated on.
0: Um, so here's something that I thought was a little weird. So, you know how everyone is like, um, afraid of being COVID shamed right now. And so it's like, oh, before you come at me or come for me, don't worry, we got tested. And so they made mention of like, well, we don't have to wear masks because everyone's been tested, but yet they were wearing masks during Bolo's dance.
1: Now, my interpretation of this was oh, wait, that... Wait,
0: maybe that they, they were afraid of getting jizz on their faces?
1: Whoa, no, but that's a very... Good, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very, very astute
0: perspective. Thank you, thank you. Um,
1: it's like I don't know if he's just... Chill, schmutz guard. If He's just flinging it around like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my thought was that everyone was tested, but Bolo. Mmm... Because it seemed like they were totally cool without masks, with like in every other setting,
0: except for. But once Bolo Bolo was
1: introduced to the party, masks are on. So I took that as like everyone's good, everyone's been tested, but maybe the one guy who should have been tested before he showed up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, you know that all is short-lived, right?
1: Short-lived, like, as in, like, them caring about who was tested and who wasn't. Yeah, the masks and,
0: (laughs) you know. Um, What, okay, so obviously they're not going to play the music and let us hear, like, what he was dancing to. What do you think he, like, was on the playlist for while he was stripping? Very good I'm in love with the stripper. (laughs) Our
1: intro song. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was thinking Genuines, Jump On It.
0: No, that's not
1: Jump On It. Who is it? Who sings that? It, jump on it. Let's do it. But is
0: that what the title of the Ride song is? Ride it. My, that's my, it's My Pony, right?
1: I don't know, man. I only, pony. I only dance to it. I don't request it.
0: The, when I think of Jump On It, it's like Tonto, Atlanta. Yeah, jump, jump on it. it. Jump, jump on it. it. Yeah. Jump on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think that's what it was dancing
1: dude. No, 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 It was, uh Yeah, I guess it's My Pony. But
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um fun story so when i was 18 years old my best friend got married christine you know
1: because you were 18 and you were in utah where 18 year olds get married
0: exactly and so um my other girlfriend and i threw her a bachelorette party and we knew nothing of course about throwing bachelorette parties but we were like we have to have a stripper
1: so you invited bolo
0: we invited Bolo. I wish. <laughs> um, the
1: marriage never would have went off. Yeah. <laughs> it never would have lifted off the n- ground.
0: I may not have made it to New Jersey and Bolo would <laughs> have been there. So uh, we opened up the phone, boot, or the phone book because back then there were phone books. You're looking through the white pages. Mm-hmm. This is before, like, you know, the internet was really a thing. And uh, we found a stripper. Called him. He came. His name was Scorpion. Mm. And uh, his playlist consisted of two songs.
1: On loop? Was yep. it just two yep. songs over and over? Two songs over? on loop. Yes. That's all we had. What were they?
0: Oh, Backstreet Boys. What? hmm Yep, Backstreet, Back, All Right, that, whatever that song yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and then this one, You'll Never Guess, My Heart Will Go On, from Celine Dion. What the fuck? Right? He was giving laugh dances to My Heart Will Go On. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was really sad. Um, he would hit the tanning bed. And for anyone that's ever been to a tanning salon, they would often, I don't know if they still do it, but they would give you these stickers that you could put on yourself.
1: Almost like silhouettes, kind of thing? Yeah,
0: so that you could see the difference between your, you know, before you went your, in and Your then tan
1: your, skin and yeah. your untouched skin. Mm-hmm,
0: exactly. He had a scorpion on his ass. Classy. So it was a, he was using a scorpion uh, sticker. When he classy. Was tanning. Classy. So, anyways, um, that, that was my first stripper experience horrible music but it made me think about like what were they listening to while he was stripping stripping not tripping
1: stripping (laughs) came through stripping yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um so they do the dancing he walks away and then it's like oh okay the stripping portion of this evening's over and you think like oh maybe this is gonna end right here yeah right (laughs) yeah right yeah right So, Portia goes after him. I guess he's, like, in the bathroom or something changing.
1: I think it was the the non-denominational bedroom. Mm. There there was that, like, empty bedroom. Yeah. On the side of the... uh, When we we went over the diagrams during uh, Kenya's trial... Yeah. (laughs) She diagrammed the house. And there was that one spare bedroom that no one claimed next Mm. to Portia's room. I think that was his... um, Dressing room. Yeah, that was his dressing room. That was his green room. Yeah
0: green room so she goes over there and she's like hey come back out and he's like okay like for what but wait
1: he goes y- y'all still filming
0: uh-huh
1: y'all still filming yeah. nah it's cool just come back out for fun
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that's that's when you know it's about to get lit yeah when when he asks, are y'all still filming and then the girls come out and start Manipulating the cameras, like there's no other way around it. They they well, were... hold
0: on, back up for a second. You're missing an important piece Ooh, here. What,
1: what am I missing? What am I missing? You're
0: missing that they say to the production crew, "Hey, night, night, good night." Can you guys <laughs> like cut this shit now? And they're like, "All right, let's wrap it up, everyone." And so they wrap up everything, and it's like production's leaving so that the girls can have a good night. Which, by the way, they totally played them by like, oh, we're gonna, yeah, sure, we're gonna give you guys the respect that you want so you can have a proper bachelorette party and have whatever fuckery you want, but we're still gonna have cameras in the house and we're gonna air this footage later, regardless.
1: So, but luckily for the girls, they were smart enough to know that those cameras were there. Uh Uh-huh. And they went and they started readjusting where those cameras Mm -hmm. were looking, right? So they started... Covering them up, taping them. Covering, taping, turning them to different corners of the room. So it was like in an inconspicuous spot Mm -hmm. where you could see nothing. Um, But there was still sound. the, The sound was still on. I love the line from Candy where she says, I don't give a fuck about those cameras, Let's have fun.
0: <laughs> I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah. It was she, I think she said it to Latoya. I think she was talking to Latoya cuz Latoya was worried about the cameras and she was like, "But we got these cameras." And that's when they started going up on chairs cuz mm-hmm. you know, you know Candy, she's she may be small. <laughs> she's not a she's not a tall woman. She's yeah. she's short. She pulls the chair out. Um, they're adjusting these cameras. And she goes, I don't give a fuck. Let's have fun. Mm-hmm. And that, when Mistress Candy says, let's have fun. You have fun. You know that shit's going down. Mm-hmm. You just know that shit's going down.
0: So you see, like, all of this, or like, well, you see, like, shadows of things. You see Portia and... What, Toya, like, making out?
1: Allegedly. Well, everything's I allegedly.
0: Mean, you, you, can kind of, you can kind of see them making
1: out. Sort of, but it's, it's not a great angle because they've why doctored it. Why
0: are you protecting them?
1: Look, there's something I believe wholeheartedly in, right? Which is what? Reasonable doubt.
0: But it happened.
1: Reasonable doubt. He's we don't weird. have a camera that showed it happening. So, both of those girls can sleep easy at night.
0: One was straddling the other one.
1: We don't have
0: a camera <laughs>
1: stupid. that shows this happening. Uh, so, both can sleep easy at night. I don't even think they were our, trying to Our whole it. judicial system is based on reasonable doubt.
0: All right, simmer down now.
1: You're innocent until okay. proven all right, guilty. all right,
0: all right, all right, all right, all right. So, yes, they were... They were uh, allegedly making out, even though I could see it on the camera, but they were allegedly making out.
1: And allegedly Drew was busting it wide open for bolo.
0: (laughs) 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 So there was a lot of like, there was moaning, there was different things that were said that lead you to believe that maybe somebody's getting like taken to pound town. And this
1: carried on for hours. Let's Mm -hmm. be real. Bolo didn't leave until 7.06 a.m. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I checked the camera. <laughs> 7.06, he walks out. So when was it that uh Kenya and um Cynthia? Marlo. Oh well Marlo, Cynthia, and Kenya all went to bed earlier in the night. So when did they go to bed? Two ish? Like one or two. One yeah. or two. So that's a good five hour window. Mm-hmm. Of a stripper being in your house, performing for five hours, mm-hmm. what went down?
0: We know what went down. Why are you even asking the question?
1: Because
0: without footage. <laughs> Stop. You okay. were innocent
1: until proven oh guilty. My gosh.
0: But it's okay for you to speculate. Hey, you can speculate all you want. You're driving me crazy right now. <laughs> So um so it so it comes down to the next morning and it's like what happened and um so Kenya starts like I heard stuff last night and I heard that things were Detective Kenya, right? Yeah, Detective Kenya was like in it and like I heard stuff last night and all the other girls are basically like, What are you talking about? Because you know, it's like what happened there should stay there and also not be said in, with the like production crew around. <laughs> so Ever. Yeah. Um, so Kenya starts trying to, like, get into it. And uh, not many people are really, you know, I don't know, like, getting into it with her. They're just kind of like, shut the fuck up.
1: You know what? My favorite takeaway from that night was as we're getting into the morning after... Detective Kenya, poolside, interrogating everybody. Mm-hmm. There was a point when in the confessional they started speaking, um, they started speaking to Drew. And she was like, It was a learning experience. I didn't know how to twerk. I could go back home to my man's now mm-hmm. and I can twerk for him. Because Bolo did that for me, right? Like <laughs> Like Bolo taught her how to yeah. twerk. So part of me is like, congratulations, because now Drew knows how to twerk. But part of me feels sad because the reason
0: Drew knows how to twerk
1: is because of (laughs) polo.
0: How would you feel if I came home and I was I would feel awful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, honey, I now know how to twerk because a stripper taught me. Because this
1: stripper taught me how.
0: Because a male stripper taught me how to do it
1: be honest even if it was a female stripper i would feel pretty bad
0: <laughs> uh so yeah so all of that happened with um with kenya in the in the interrogation and you know did someone have sex did they not have sex and um you know who participated in all of it which you know i i love kenya but i also was like that's shitty because You know, just because you didn't participate in all of the fuckery doesn't mean you should blow up everyone else's spot. Like, you should keep that stuff quiet. Clearly, everyone was making a a concerted effort to make it so that it didn't get out by hiding the cameras and all of that. For you to, like, try and drum up some drama the next day, that was pretty shitty.
1: Now, my my question, because when it comes to Kenya... She's kind of a a mixed bag. Uh
0: Um,
1: If you look online, you follow some of the Bravo accounts that are out there. There's so many solid accounts that bring such good content. Um, But she is a polarizing character in the Bravo world. And you will find, for every account that you find that says Kenya is just a shit stirrer, Kenya doesn't belong. She doesn't fit in. She's trouble. Like, she just tries to get the girls in trouble, all that. Uh-huh. For every one of those, you will find another account that says Kenya is what's needed in Bravo. Like, Kenya is the the villain, if you will, to the housewives that every franchise needs. Like, every franchise needs someone that you kind of love to hate.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And, and I don't hate Kenya, so I'm not trying to say that. But I also understand that, like... She's not likable a lot of times either. Yeah, true. So my my question is, how, how do you feel about her? Because I feel like a lot of times when there's a villain, people are quick to throw up the, well, she doesn't belong on the show. She doesn't deserve the show. Get her out of here. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like You need a little bit of the villain, right? Like you need the shit stirrer. You need someone who's gonna say the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know, or the right thing at the wrong time.
0: She certainly it, it can like act like a villain, but I feel bad for her. I well, I love her. I've always loved her. This episode though made me feel a little icky towards her just because I didn't like the all of the inquisitiveness. Like you heard something, you knew what was happening. If you truly care about, like, girl code, you'd keep your mouth shut. So I didn't... I thought that that was a bad look, her digging into all of this. And yeah. So, um, you know, it took me from liking her at 100%, maybe down to, like, a 65%. Ooh, that's a, that's a big dip. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, if we were girlfriends, I don't know that I could trust you. Like, she might be the girlfriend... Who calls you out in front of your boyfriend or your spouse or whatever. And is like, oh yeah, so did, you know, so-and-so tell you about the... Uh, the her- call she got from yeah. so-and-so? Yeah. Like, a little a little grimy.
1: Now, my thoughts with Kenya are, like, if, if she wasn't there, right? Like, let's just say she, she wasn't a member of the show, which we know what that looks like. We've mm-hmm. seen the Housewives of Atlanta without Kenya. Mm-hmm. Is it too much of a snooze? Is it too boring? Is it too... Yeah,
0: I mean, she brings it. Like, I want her to be on. I don't want her to ever leave. Yeah. She she, brings a good... She does, right? good amount of fun to it. So, she starts all of this, and, like, the, the girls are starting to get irritated, obviously, by her, you know, continuing to talk, which is totally fair. And that's really, I don't know, kind of where the episode leaves off, is everyone being irritated with um you know all of that craziness oh but before we like switch over to anything else i wanted to bring up so throughout the episode they do this whole nod to basic instinct the movie
1: the sharon stone classic right yeah
0: the sharon stone classic where sharon stone in the movie is getting interviewed by the police and she's sitting in the chair and there's the infamous scene where she crosses her legs and she doesn't have panties on. Mm-hmm. So they do this with the cast, like asking them about what happened during the bachelorette party. And they start out with Kenya and she's in the white dress right. and it's amazing. She's got her hair back. Total and... ode
1: to the movie, right? Yeah,
0: so, so good. And they like s- make, start making it through all of the girls. Um. What I find interesting is, so they're like, okay, it's time to bring in Portia. And they're like, oh, Portia's not going to join. She says she pleads the fifth. Um, now, what is alleged by Kenya was that Portia ends up having sex with Bolo. That um, Portia
1: and Tanya, yeah, right?
0: That Portia and Tanya are involved with Bolo. So what I find very interesting is that both Portia and Tanya don't join to do these little basic instinct interviews, which I'm like, hmm, if you're innocent, then you would join these little interviews. But if you're hiding something, yeah. you don't join.
1: Well, Tanya gets a pass because she's a friend of, mm-hmm. so you don't expect her to be she's there. She's a fott. Fott. Friend but, of the show. But for Portia, yeah, you're right. That is, that is questionable behavior. Um, I just want to ask, does, does this past episode cement... Kenya's place moving forward as an auntie? Is she officially? Because you know, like there was this division aunties versus nieces, right? Mm -hmm. So the aunties were the older women think Cynthia, Mm -hmm. think Kenya, think Candy. That were more like established and not trying to act ratchet, so to speak. And I don't know this. It was, if this it was the her aunties place. versus the nieces. I think
0: it's just a shit story.
1: Because there's nothing more auntie than having bolo court and trying to hold those accountable for their actions for everything they did that. the night before. That is the most auntie thing you can do at a bachelorette party.
0: I get, I get what you're saying. Maybe, um, possible. There, there's yeah. nothing. Anti-auntie about that. Okay. All right. I'll let you have that. <laughs> <laughs> Any Anything else you want to talk about with Atlanta? One
1: last piece. Okay. This final piece is... I I think it is, it is a miss to look beyond Kenya and Marlo making up.
0: Yeah, that was that great. That kind of
1: gets lost in the Bolo action. Because like everyone's mean... talking about this dude <laughs> and his dong and the melon that's been crushed or whatever the fruit or vegetable was um, but in between or after we had like a sincere moment of Kenya and Marlo seemingly coming to an agreement and kind of an, uh, an understanding between them Yeah, that was nice and that, that was a long time coming like mm-hmm. they've been at odds for a long time. Very so that, time to see them come to terms and be okay with each other um, I think that says a lot and that, that and the fact that it's only midway. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are at the mid-season point. Yeah. So we still got a whole half a season to get through. So I want to see how this endures. Like how does this Kenya-Marlo friendship endure beyond this? And um, how do the aunties and nieces do for the second half of the season? Because I feel like this is going to be like a make or break point after mm-hmm. this whole polo uh, incident.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, I just cannot wait for it. It's already so spicy and good. Oh, I love it. Every every minute of it. Yeah. This no. last episode, it was just amazing.
1: It's been. It was long awaited, and it lived up to the billing. So yeah, it totally did. You can't be mad at that when when they put something off and they tell you it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's worth the wait. As long as it's worth the wait, you can't be mad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and it was. It 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 totally was worth the wait. And I was glad for it. I was totally here for
0: it. Yeah, good. So let's move into Summer House. All right, all right. Which is starting to warm up. Catch what I just did there.
1: Because it was like 50 something degrees today.
0: Yeah, or just because it's Summer House. Warming. Oh, right. um, I thought you meant like we were literally no. also
1: warming up along with it.
0: Yeah, no, it
1: was just a bad joke. But it was like 54 degrees today, so like, <laughs> holla. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: so we obviously spent a lot of time on Atlantis, so we'll just briefly cover Summerhouse, and you know, it was, it was a great episode. You see more of the Hannah Luke debacle unfold.
1: Right, right. And, and then to throw like a monkey wrench into it, uh, Hannah's not only beefing with Luke over her year or so long friendship, dating, interest, like fill in the blank, whatever you want to call their relationship. But besides that, she gets dragged into an argument with Kyle and Amanda, Mm -hmm. which I, to be honest, I think that was the, aside from like, we'll get into everything that happened with Carlito and like. God bless him and his family, and I hope everything's good, and they're they're coming out of it okay. But that was the very end of the episode, was mm-hmm. the the Carlito tragedy. So um, when it comes to Kyle and Amanda and Hannah, that's that that I think was the the engine that moved the episode. That was mm-hmm. like that was the the big point that kind of got the attention. So where did you s- fall in that? Like, were you on the Kyle-Amanda side or were you seeing Hannah side? Like, how did you break down that whole uh, conflict that we saw kind of unfold?
0: I was on Kyle and Amanda's side. I felt like Hannah kind of took it all to just a different place that it didn't need to go to. And I think she was just feeling kind of defensive in general because of what was happening with Luke. And so, you know, she just, I think she was ready to fight anyone.
1: What, what I think was funny, like to me is, I don't know how many episodes we've had, maybe three or four this by this is point. Three? Is this three?
0: Maybe.
1: Um, and in those first three episodes, when they divvied up chores for the house, you didn't see anyone else's chore task fall on them. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know what Carl's chores are. I don't know what Danielle's, Danielle's chores are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they are. I know what Hannah's chores are.
0: Well, because, because of editing, right? Editing Well, yeah. Obviously, obviously
1: she, she said it. They edited it in to make sure you heard her say,
0: I'll I take got care trash. of the
1: trash. I got the trash. Enthusiastically, too. Yeah. Like, she was happy to take that trash, right? She jumped at that opportunity. Then you fast forward a week or two, and it's like, that trash isn't going anywhere. So... Like what are we supposed to make of that? You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree. So that whole fight goes down, and that was crazy. And um, we have a cat puking right now. This is what happens when you decide to not edit and you just keep rolling, um, <laughs> rolling through your podcast. Just, just no,
1: may, pay no mind to the dry heaving sounds you <laughs> hear in the background. It, it's just my little best friend about <laughs> to puke up on our rug. It's okay.
0: Yeah we're... I think we might be good now, though. Yeah,
1: he's out of the woods. It's clear. We're clear.
0: Alright, we're good. Alright. Um. So, yeah. So, the fight it goes down. Let's. What I would like to jump to, which is really interesting, is when they go to the beach and you have Danielle and uh, the girls are... All of the girls are talking. And they're talking about, you know, just like kind of like what it's like to be like a woman. Like their situations and, and stuff. And be in the workplace. And Danielle... Uh, makes comment about how she works in you know, financial services. She works for a fintech company.
1: Fintech? Financial technology? All right, here, here. That was weird. That Full was disclosure, stupid. I just learned what financial technology was about a week ago. I didn't know what fintech stood for. So now that I know financial technology, I kind of uh, applaud it wherever I see it. So, fintech? Okay,
0: never do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she works in financial technology and, um, she was talking about how she kind of like downplays herself in her looks because she wants to make sure that she's not sexualized in the workplace. And then one comment that she made, which I found so interesting, cause I was like at the same moment, I was like, wow, this is the best she's ever, heard, ever looked. Her hair looks amazing. Her hair was kind of owed to Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman when um, she gets picked up at the very end, like the very, very end, when she gets picked up from her apartment. She was getting ready to go to school and uh, her hair was your just... your gear outside of the limo, yeah, like yeah. waving
1: from outside the limo. Exactly. That, all right, I'm yes. with you on that moment.
0: Um, And her hair was just like so perfect and amazing and... So anyways, I was thinking like, gosh, her hair, Danielle's hair looks just like this. It looks like so beautiful and curly and flowy and, you know, and she then makes a comment about like, she didn't, doesn't even feel comfortable wearing her hair like that. And that her, she feels like just because she is like Latina, that she is already over, like overly sexualized. And, um, that's something that I never thought about. Um, but I like now see that she pointed that out as like,
1: like any woman in the workplace might've felt that, but her in her workplace felt it even more so. Like Mm -hmm. it was like a stronger sense of that because of her cultural background. Yeah. Right. And, and then just the idea of a woman in a male dominated work society, like work landscape. Yeah. Um, yeah you know they're they're quick they being uh the the male sector so to speak of the uh professional world quick to point to a woman as far as like how she dresses how she mm-hmm. presents herself like how she comes across so that's something that is easily used against you right yeah. like like that can totally be used to say like well she can't be that smart look at how she dresses she dresses like pretty provocatively mm-hmm. so if you're provocative if you dress in a provocative manner then obviously you can't be an intellectual and provocative at the same time right like yeah, those things God don't forbid. add up who could be smart and sexy like that doesn't exist in yeah, the world you can only right one
0: or the other right
1: you got to be one or the other so I I agree I kind of keyed in on that too and I thought that was that was important that they they left that in mm-hmm. um, and it, it kind of speaks to like the reality of it because like a lot of reality TV is escapism right mm-hmm. you kind of like forget about these these dichotomies this like this relationship you have in the workplace or this relationship you have in society and things but this was a nice reminder of like these these people we see on TV are dealing with those exact that same power structure that same power power dichotomy mm-hmm. um, of you know a male driven uh, enterprise and then a woman trying to make her place in that enterprise. Yeah. And I mean uh, I mean, I almost feel stupid for talking so much about it because as a man it's like what do I, what can I say to that? How can I speak to that? When you actually live that like every day of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: But I think it's important for men to speak out about it or talk about it because you you know, or, you know, talking about it means you're aware about it, or aware of it.
1: True, true. And
0: um, that brings awareness to other people, and, you know, you can start thinking twice about behavior in the workplace, and how that might make, you know, women feel, and, you know, what you say, and, you know, sometimes it's like the most basic comment can be totally fine to one woman, um, you know, maybe a woman who doesn't get a lot of attention could feel great about it and almost welcome it and want it. And then there could be a woman who is more used to being, you know, catcalled or harassed that doesn't find that as a welcome comment. And so it's important to draw attention to it.
1: And from a guy's perspective, it's important to think that it could be the exact opposite of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just because you, because one thing I'll say, and this is not to, to promote the idea, but I know just speaking openly to coworkers and friends, like, sometimes the idea of, I wouldn't say that to person A, because she probably gets it a lot,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I'll say it to person B, because I don't think anyone tells her that. Yeah. That can play into why you say something in the first place. Absolutely. Which in itself is inappropriate. Because mm-hmm. if you wouldn't say it to one person, why would you say it to like any person, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's not Great. suitable for, for you to say to person A, then it's probably not suitable for you to say to person B.
0: Yeah. 100%. So that was nice to have that uh, little kind of moment of clarity or, you know, or to have her share that with the audience Yeah, um, that's watching so we end up in the episode, which is really, really, really sad. Um, it's, it's Lindsay's birthday. Yeah. And uh, Carl wakes up in the morning with a, a phone call from his mom and he goes outside. And that's
1: when you know it's serious. Because if you're, if you're taking a phone call and it's kind of an unexpected call and you know it's getting real to the point where you need to like, have a moment to yourself and mm-hmm. you step outside. Yeah. That's when you know, like, this isn't like a casual kind of moment. Um, that's that's the point where where we wrap up the show is him outside on the phone with his mom.
0: Yeah. So his uh, mother called to tell him that his brother had passed away, um, which uh, was heartbreaking. And then he comes back into the house and he goes to wake up Lindsay and, you know, to tell her. And
1: that, that itself is uh, kind of a touching moment because you can see... How, how sincere and authentic their relationship is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes people watch these relationships on television unfold and you're like, how much do they really care about each other? How close are they really? Is this just for TV? Is this just for the facade of like, you know, for, yeah. for the show? Um, and in that moment, there was nothing that seemed facade or showy about this. This was him reaching out to somebody who he cares about, that he knows cares about him. And in a, in a very vulnerable moment, uh, needing comfort, Mm -hmm. right. And finding that in a friend, uh, on the show, a castmate. Um, and there was, there was, there was a lot of authenticity and a lot of vulnerability in that, which was like, to be honest, it was kind of heartbreaking, like, because, um, I'll be honest. When I heard that, I thought something happened to his his new stepdad.
0: That's what I thought too.
1: It's funny because we haven't we didn't talk about that while watching the show no, and like the, that I just came out what, now. Yeah. yeah,
0: I thought that's what his mom was saying, and I I was like, oh man, they, you know, maybe that was editing made us watch the wedding. To get us invested in his mom's remarriage, and then they're gonna kill us with this death.
1: Yeah, or like a sickness, or you know, like something, some yeah. kind of tragic, like oh, he's in the hospital from a car accident, or you know, like something, some bad news. Yeah. Right, and the sad thing was like it was just an episode or two ago that he was talking about his brother mm-hmm. and saying like they they were kind of on different paths, and his brother had a harder time. But was working through it, and that was the part that was such, such heartache was that you you knew his brother was trying to get past this. Yeah. So he wasn't just swallowed up and a helpless soul in it. Like he was fighting. Like he was fighting to not be this victim.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but unfortunately, it's a tough fight. It is not an easy. It is. It's not. It's not a uh you can do in your your like one hand tied behind your back kind of thing like fights against addiction depression uh mental illness like those are sincerely hard fought battles mm-hmm. and there's no there's no clock to it there's no like it doesn't start when you're ready for it there's no agreed terms it's a 24/7 battle and unfortunately for Carl his brother who was battling for a long time, didn't didn't come out on the other side of it in this case. Yeah. And it was totally heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, um, well, we really brought this episode down. Yeah, um, the, the thing is,
1: when, when you go to this place, unless you're talking about it, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. Right.
0: Is there anything that we could end this episode on that... Uh, is a little bit happier, a little more fun, a little more bright. Maybe we can just real quick talk about Salt Lake City and Mary falling asleep at the reunion. That was a beautiful,
1: like, we'll, we'll add Mary falling asleep and Mary eating snow. Yeah. Cuz those are those are just like
0: the highlights.
1: H- highlights they were like beautiful little moments, yeah. right? Like it's something you want in a little locket. Like you uh-huh. can just open up the locket and see a little image of her eating the <laughs> snow or seeing a little picture of her falling asleep.
0: I don't remember.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Which for some reason they they cut out of the yeah, final edit. I
0: don't understand They that. used
1: it in the commercials for weeks leading up to the finale or leading up to the reunion.
0: And then they don't use it in the actual episode.
1: Yeah, I thought... I, Unless
0: we missed it.
1: I don't believe so. I, I watched that twice and I didn't see it, so... Yeah.
0: I, I don't believe so. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but that was classic and beautiful and I'm so glad that those ladies are coming back the whole for another te- the season. The whole team, right? The whole yes. team's back. So good. Yeah. It, that's that's a gift right there that we were given this year yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um, so I think that we should probably wrap up this episode yeah that sounds about right uh so thank you all for joining us again and sticking with us on this adventure this podcast adventure.
1: Yeah, we might have some uh, interesting things coming up maybe some uh, Instagram lives or so so keep an inch, uh keep an eye out on our Instagram account so for uh notifications. Mm-hmm.
0: And um our Instagram is from the lower level podcast. You yep. can find us uh there. And then, of course, you know we're on iTunes because you're listening to us probably on (laughs) iTunes right now. (laughs) So thank you again for joining us from from the the lower lower level. level.